0: Sabrina Garin, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Welcome, witches. This is a special bonus episode of Hex Positive. I'm your host, Brina Guerin, and today we're talking about shiny things. That's right, crystals. I mean, show me a witch who hasn't salivated over a shiny rock at least once and I'll show you a liar. And who better to talk about these little treasures than somebody who literally makes them her business? If you're on Tumblr, you've probably seen some of her short-run sales full of gorgeous pieces and all those forbidden lucky charms. You know her. You love her. Please welcome Becca Thist. Welcome, Becca. Hello. Hello, (laughs) darling. It's so good to have you on the show, finally. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yes. So we've been mutuals for ages now, but for the uninitiated, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay, well, uh, my name's Rebecca, or Becca as many people call me. Um, I have been running my little online business since about 2013, Um, and I've been very fortunate in the growth of this business. I now get to employ a few people, and I support my family, and my husband and my mom work with me, which is usually very fun. (laughs) And um, yeah, I, I live in California, I have quite a few pets. I'm a very introverted person, but um, I love people, which can be, you know, a little
0: bit contradictory. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Very cool. Every time I see you online, you're always up to something. You are always busy. Frankly, I'm impressed by your energy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's definitely
1: true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And on top of all of this, you're a mom. So just wow. Wow. (laughs) Jeez. That's
1: that's the most fun thing I get to do, I think.
0: Aww. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess first things first, the question I love to ask everybody, uh, how did you get into witchcraft and uh, what made you decide on your current path?
1: Well, um, Tumblr is probably the answer for that. Um, I've always been interested in, I guess, kind of, if you could call it, like, the occult or whatever, um, you know, I've always been a very nature-drawn person. I'm originally from Austria, and if you don't know much about Austria, it's a a country full of snowy mountains and deep forests, so that is, that's my element, that's what I love, Um, and I guess I kind of just, like, the whole witchcraft thing really resonated with me because, I feel like it's another way that I can appreciate nature, um, and then of course crystals are a part of nature, so that seems to come naturally to me. Um, but yeah, um, Tumblr is definitely a really big part of how I got into like the specifics of witchcraft, and then um, even just like following you and learning, you know, so many other things, and just kind of like following people who I feel like have this awesome knowledge about so many things that I had not previously been exposed to and then just kind of you know learning about everything picking the parts that that i liked and and that resonate with me and keeping those and then you know going on and learning more about them myself so yeah i guess tumblr had a really big part in that
0: (laughs) that's really neat i mean it all paths to the craft are valid it's however you got here we're just glad you're here you know yeah, and exactly. I, I just think it's neat because because like I said, you know, we've been mutuals on Tumblr since freaking forever. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it, it has been very neat to kind of see you come up and watch that journey happen. Yeah,
1: it's definitely been
0: been wild. I never when I was
1: starting my shop, I never imagined that I would be where I am now. You know, I, I kind of started out of just like a little desperate attempt to make some extra income, you know? Like I'm sure most people <laughs> start an Etsy shop in, you know, the same kind of way. And um, it just kind of like, I guess, snowballed into this huge thing that I still have a hard time comprehending.
0: Well, you have that lovely shop out there in uh, in, in Big Bear, California, isn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Uh huh. Yes. Brick
1: and mortar store. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Plus, you have your website, becathis.com. Yeah. Mm hmm um and you've you've been running all of this for for quite some time uh where do you find all of your stuff do you go to shows do you do you go and you know go up into the mountains and find it how how do you find all of your wonderful sparkly things
1: well I I for the most part I import things so it starts out with like me going to different mineral shows finding reputable people people who I I guess you could say that I like vibe with people who I can trust and i can learn more about you know their business and their practice and then a lot of times it ends up being like you know other small family owned um either what like mining companies or like the places that polish the stones and then i keep in touch with them that way when the shows are over you know i can still be ordering from them and getting stuff sent to me
0: so it's basically just you know find a reputable reliable source and then just kind of keep them on the rolodex as it is as it, yep, as, it exactly. as it were. Yeah, I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's it's one of those days where I've I've been doing everything at once. So the brain's running a bit behind, but it's all good. Um you have some really impressive specimens in uh in your shop. You have those the big uh the big amethyst wings, you have these these beautiful uh geode pieces, these beautiful carvings. Is there a stone that you yourself are partial to?
1: Um, amethyst in general. It's my birthstone. It's one of the first stones I started seriously collecting. Uh, My personal collection is pretty much entirely amethyst from really weird locations, like really unique locations. I have a few from California. I have one from like Vietnam. I have just like really weird ones. (laughs) The ones that stick out to me that I keep. But um, yeah, and then in my store specifically, the eight foot tall pair of Amethyst Cathedrals that everyone always takes pictures in front of. I mean that's that's obviously my favorite one.
0: <laughs> yeah folks if you haven't seen pictures of these wings you need to go to her site and look at them because they are absolutely just breathtaking. They're so beautiful. So <laughs> shiny and purple. I love them. Oh, so you have the shop and you have your uh your lovely collection. Uh, how do crystals fit into your witchcraft? Is it something you use frequently or is this just sort of a this is the thing I love the most? So in
1: my own practice stones is not the main thing that I use. So for me I'm my personal practice more revolves around kind of like home specifically cooking and then um, I really love working with teas. Um, and then crystals are kind of just like that little extra boost I give things. So for example, when I'm setting up my altar, you know, I'll have like a select couple crystals, but they're not like the main focus for for some reason, which is strange, you know, considering I've um, built my whole career out of crystals, but that's just how I've made it
0: work. Well, I mean, it made sense. I built my whole career on books and I don't use books in every spell. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is is there a particular crystal you like to use in magical workings when you include them, you know, besides amethyst? <laughs> um, citrine. Citrine's a big one for me, and I think it fits. It's you
1: know, it's the merchant stone. It's like the stone of prosperity, and for me, it's always like a really inspirational. It's just a really inspirational stone for me to
0: use. Um, I love it. It's my favorite. Very cool. Um, I know there's a lot that goes around online about crystals in general in the witchcraft community are there any myths or misconceptions about crystals that you wish you could just tell everyone hey this is nonsense stop doing it there's a lot um there's a lot of
1: instances where i see people make like these massive text posts about like pretty much you know i'm over exaggerating a little bit but like these stones will kill you if you touch them and i think there's so much misinformation um, a lot of the ones that i get see- that i see get put on these lists are like um, malachite and bubblebee jasper and the people kind of like implying that like if it's wet and you touch it you're going to die and that doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons they these stones are constantly you know like cut and polished into shapes you have to get them wet you know in order to do that, and people are doing this, you know, all over the world, and they're not dropping dead, so I think that, like, yes, you should absolutely use caution, but there is really a lot of misinformation about, like, the, the, like, I guess, severity of something not being good for you. You shouldn't be, like, licking them. You shouldn't be putting them in your mouth, but, you know, touching a wet malachite is not harmful to yourself, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, I mean, gosh, I hope not. I have a ton of it sitting around the house. That's my favorite stone it's, is uh, is malachite. Um, actually, you you did a lovely uh, malachite pendant that I wore as a bridal piece, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wet malachite, not really a problem. If it's unpolished, yeah, d- maybe don't touch it and put your fingers in your mouth, but it's not going to kill you. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. And th- this is what comes of people just like reblogging memes and not, you know, doing their homework. So moving into some of the other myths, uh, what's your take on stuff like crystal water bottles, moldavite being the stone equivalent of mer- mercury and retrograde, that sort of thing? Um, so crystal
1: water bottles, um, I've sold them before, the ones where um, it's like a, a tumbled stone, separate from the water. And then um, I have had the quartz variety of the ones where the point is actually touching the water. So in in general, especially in like places where I live, um, I I get my water from a well, right? So there's a whole bunch of minerals already in the water that I'm drinking every single day. And the that truth exists also for a lot of people. Um, the thing is that I don't feel comfortable selling these things if I don't know what stones people are going to put that's touching their own water just because there's there are things that are not going to be good for you and I don't necessarily always trust people, you know, to be able to do their own research 100% because they might not even think about it, you know. Um, there's definitely, I've seen some crystal water bottles of like Moonstone and labradorite, and I'm and inside I'm like screaming, I'm like, oh my god, you know, don't drink that. <laughs> um, in general, I think just, I would just stick to quartz that's pretty much, and then like, you know, amethyst by extension, because amethyst is a type of quartz. um, Those ones, I don't, there's no reason in my mind why that would not be safe, considering, you know, you have pretty much the same thing, and you're drinking water when you're drinking from a well. Um, And then, what was the other thing you
0: asked? I already forgot. (laughs) That's cool. Um, So what you said pretty much, uh, because quartz is not in any way water soluble that way, that therefore it is like okay to have in a drinking thing yeah mm -hmm. right i've just i've seen this is off of like all those posts about you know crystal gem elixirs or whatever and it's just like no stop it yeah i mean i just when in doubt don't mess with it you know yeah just oof It, it reminds me so strongly of all of the uh the lists of like teas and infusions that would go around and it would just be a collection of different herbs for a given magical purpose no health warnings no nothing just yeah this might do something it's same right. energy yeah that's yeah. yeah exactly that's scary you know you you have to be be
1: careful especially when you're telling people things like this is why I would never personally suggest somebody yes go put this in your water I don't know your history I don't know what type of thing you're going to do you know what I mean like I would not I would not ever risk that <laughs>
0: Indeed. And speaking of things that are memeable, this whole thing going around about Moldavite being unlucky, uh, like I said, basically the the stone equivalent of Mercury in retrograde. What's your your take on that? Okay, so,
1: um, yeah, it's funny. So I guess this all started um, because of TikTok and um, there was like a specific specific set of TikTok videos going around where um, people were saying, like, oh, my gosh, this wrecked my whole life. It got rid of everything, you know um but it's supposed to make way for better things and after that happened um a bunch of people were asking me do you have multivite do you have multivite and then people would come into my store and ask my employees do you guys have multivite do you have do you guys have multivite and then um at one point uh when we told this this um, person no she started crying and i felt so bad <laughs> but um i think it's i i think it's a bit overhyped i think it's a little a little bit wild um I think that when you have a a stone that you yourself are assigning so much, you know, great value and, you know, such drastic ideas on, you're going to kind of like subconsciously make decisions that are going to affect you in that way. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, either that, or you're going to set yourself up for some pretty big disappointments. Right. That's you. That's (laughs) you. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think there's a lot, um, there's a lot in the witchcraft that gets overhyped. People tend to sort of oversell, I think what magic can do in, in a very like literal, physical, immediate sense. Um, And then, you know, people try to do witchcraft and such. And they're like, well, why isn't it working right away? Or why I, I carried this stone around. Why isn't my life drastically changed? And it's like, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I, exactly. I cast this spell for a new job. Why didn't I immediately get a new job? Did you submit a resume? That wasn't part of the instructions.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you got to consciously be making your own efforts as well. I always think that, um, you know, witchcraft is like a supplement. It's like a supplemental thing. It's not like the thing that's going to change your life, but it's something that can
0: help you. Oh, for sure. Which is why, you know, we, we always talk about, uh, you know, yes, by all means, do the spell, but also do the legwork. Because, you know, you, you have to back things up with practical action in order to give them the best possible chance of succeeding. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So moving back to uh, the shop for a moment, you have a sale running this summer, is that correct? Um so kind of um
1: initially i was going to move back to austria this summer um and things kind of didn't work out so i'm uh, it's a little bit on hold however i have like massive amounts of new inventory coming in right now so i'm going to be um my plan is to have my online store completely full um as well as post more
0: sales on tumblr Oh, we always love those Tumblr sales. Uh, if you if uh, you haven't seen them, listeners, it's becathist.tumblr.com And uh, just every so often, if you're following her, and you should be, uh, you'll see these photo posts come through full of these beautiful, beautiful stone and crystal pieces and then purchase information below. And you put what you want in the comments. And then when it's all done, you send her what you kind of... I guess, reserved. And then billing happens. And it's it's all very wonderful. I have a number of pieces that I've gotten from you that way, and they're just lovely.
1: Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun doing it that
0: way. <laughs> it is. It, it makes it, uh, it it gives it kind of an auction type feel. And it's very exciting because you do have to kind of like, oh, it's happening. You got to you got to pay attention and, and watch as the things go through and make sure you keep count of the things you really want.
1: Exactly. I think, I think people really love that um, excitement aspect of it.
0: Well, if the notes on those posts are anything to go by, I I think you're very right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a silent auction where everyone immediately just goes ding, 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 ding. Yes, this, me, want, do this shiny thing. Mm -hmm."
1: Yeah, definitely. The, the, the popular sales do that. Not every single one is like that, but Um, a good amount are. And I'm very thankful for that. And um, I just hope that that people enjoy it. But it definitely seems like they do.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I know there are a lot of witches out there who uh, sort of want to make a go of turning their witchy passion project into a business. Is there anything that you would uh, say to these witches? Any advice? Yes,
1: I have some advice. And my advice comes from constantly learning the hard way (laughs) um so definitely be organized from the beginning um realize that if things go well which you know we all hope that they will you're gonna have to do things like taxes and figuring out you know your profit margins and things like that so be organized from the very beginning um it just gets harder as you grow to try to, you know, catch up on that organization later. Um, definitely, if like, get some type of help in the like tax department. Um, unless you're one of those people that is, you know, really good at those things. I am not at all. Um, I am way too disorganized, <laughs> so I need to have um, lots of help. The other thing is definitely um, don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Um, don't wait until you feel like you're drowning and now, you know, it's all seems overwhelming and out of hand. Um, the other thing I would suggest is definitely if you want to grow your audience, try to do giveaways. They don't have to be super extravagant or anything, but just like, you know, little things here and there, you know, to get people excited. Um, that is definitely how I grew my audience. And then another thing is, you know, trying to collaborate with people and, um, also, you know, in a way that like people with maybe a little bit bigger audience can, you know, show their audience your stuff. That's how, um, that's definitely how I was able to get any type of audience from the beginning. Um, a very lovely witch named Jenna, who was natural magics on Tumblr, um, years ago, she would reblog my work because she liked it. And, um, her, audience is kind of what was the very beginnings of my customer base and I'm super grateful for
0: that oh my gosh I remember natural magics I I haven't heard from her in ages I hope she's doing okay um I'm actually uh I'm actually friends with her
1: on Facebook and she very 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 rarely posts but um she's alive and she seems to be doing
0: good and I'm always very happy whenever I see her name well I mean in, in this day and age that's all we can really hope for so yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's good to hear that's good to hear well next time you talk to her tell her brie says hi <laughs>
1: i will i will
0: <laughs> yeah i i think that she was part of the the great exodus that happened uh a few years ago where everyone just up and left tumblr and just the witchy community kind of dissolved
1: yeah um yeah. that was that was sad to me um i feel like i lost you know so many friends in that um which is crazy because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a website, but it definitely felt like a really, really big community.
0: Well, I mean, it it, it was and it is. And for a, a good number of us, myself included, um, for a long time, that was the only community that we had because, you know, the parents were all on Facebook. So you can't really do things on Facebook and things like Twitter and Instagram didn't exist yet. Or if they did, they hadn't gained traction. And TikTok was nowhere in sight. That was a decade off. <laughs> so and we, we used to have all those those lovely long form discussions, which I miss so much. And people could show their work. And there was there, there was there was discourse at times, but there was still this sort of lovely attitude of everyone wanted to share what they were doing and kind of support each other. And I, I do miss that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like you, that's where I got my start. So it's, you know, I'm very grateful to the people who helped us come up. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So apart from having um, all these lovely, shiny things around, uh, what is your favorite part of running uh, your own business?
1: Um, Definitely the flexibility that I have and just like the the ability to do things on my own terms um and kind of i mean honestly it goes as far as like i don't even know if i would have if i would even have a child right now if i wasn't able to have a super flexible schedule like this um it's just really amazing to be able to work from home for the most part and just like
0: you know do me (laughs) And work from home for you can mean traveling all over the place. You you have a very interesting sort of go everywhere kind of lifestyle that I really think is cool. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, I definitely, you know, travel to gem shows um, either to buy or to sell at and um, that's really awesome. Um, and then I also take the opportunity if I like know that I'm just going to be making jewelry. I'm like, okay, well, you know what, let's go to these mountains and hang out for a week and I'll just make my jewelry there, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's just go hang out in the mountains. That sounds like an amazing thing to do. And I wish I lived closer to some good mountains that I could do that. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know,
1: again, nature is where I'm drawing my inspiration from for almost everything. So
0: it's uh, it's really important to me. I could I could see where it would be nice to sort of just be out there and sort of immerse yourself in it and kind of almost literally ground a bit while you're working and getting your inspiration. Yes, absolutely. It's so important to me very cool. So I got to ask, since you have um, all these travels and you have the shop and you have witchcraft, what is the oddest or funniest thing that has happened to you on one of these trips? Who let me think for a minute.
1: Okay. Um, Honestly, this isn't, uh super super funny it was kind of weird um (laughs) i had this um there was this guy that um was in a rock group on facebook that i was in and he saw that i would be vending at a show and he made this uh, really big deal about how he wanted to buy a coffee for me and bring me a coffee and he kept asking me what i wanted and uh, he was being really weird about it and i did not like him at all But um, my brother who was working with me at the time and also my husband, they saw his comment and they all started commenting like their coffee orders for him. And I thought it was so funny. And uh, I think even my my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law got in on it, too. And everyone was just like commenting, you know, their coffee orders for him. And um, he did eventually uh, show up to the show, but he did not bring coffee. And I thought that was really funny.
0: Well, geez, dude, if you're if you're going to be creepy about it, at least bring the coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for Pete's sake. I mean, there's no guarantee that anyone's going to drink it because God knows what's in it. But <laughs> at least make good. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> <sighs> is is there any uh, particular show that you remember like super fondly? Like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could go to that one again. Uh, definitely the Denver show.
1: So I'm going to I'm going to be there um, this year, hopefully, um, as long as, you know, um, no more COVID outbreaks and everything starts happening again. Um, Denver is a beautiful place. And I mean, you know, it's in the mountains, so obviously I'm going to like it. But um, I really love the, the energy of that show. It's not as crazy and hectic as the Tucson show, which is like one of the biggest shows in the world.
0: But um, it still has a really good variety and a lot of friendly people. So I really like that one. That sounds awesome. Denver is actually like on my bucket list of places to go like once I can actually travel again. So, and much like you, I'm never happier than when I actually have like some good mountains under my feet, so that's going to be amazing.
1: Yes, and this year I definitely want to try to set in some uh time so that I can, you know, explore a little bit more and not just work the whole time, but um definitely would love to go hiking. And then also just the drive from where I live to there is stunning. It's amazing.
0: That is the dilemma, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'm going to go here and have a wonderful time and work this show. And then you don't get to see any of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that does happen to me a lot. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the whole time you're on register, as it were. Exactly. Uh, well, here's hoping you get there. Um, anything else you'd like to to mention for the witches who are are looking to get crystals into their practice? Um, I would say
1: don't be intimidated by, you know, the massive variety of things that there are. And I know a lot of people will suggest like kind of like more common stones that are like, you know, beginner stones or, or whatever, which um, can be a good start. But at the end of the day, it's just whatever sticks out to you, whatever you are drawn to that's what's going to be important and that's going to be the way that you can, you know, start working this into your practice.
0: Very good advice. And I I think that really goes for for everyone. If, you know, if there's something you're drawn to, look into it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think yeah. that's that's more or less how we all, you know, started this path in the first place. <laughs> well put. Yep, it's true. Well, that about wraps things up for now. Becca, thanks so much for joining me today, and I wish you all the best luck with your shop. Thank you so much, Bree. It was was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, honey. Real quick, do you want to plug any sites or social media before we go? Sure. So um, the name of my company, again, is Beckathist.
1: It's B-E-K-K-A-T-H-Y-S-T. It's like my name, Rebecca, plus Amethyst. (laughs) And um, you can find us on pretty much every social media under that
0: name. And then my website is Beckathist.com. Very cool. And if you'll stay tuned after the episode ends here in just a moment, we will be running the ad for Beckathist's shop, and uh, thank you, by the way, for your support of the podcast. We really appreciate that. No problem. I love what you do. Thank you. <laughs> Aww, you're very sweet. Well, remember to visit Beckathist on Tumblr or Beckathist.com to pick up a new crystal friend and support small business. Until next time, this is Bree and Becca reminding you to stay safe, get vaccinated if you can, and source responsibly. This episode of Hex Positive is brought to you by Beckathist.com. We've all heard witches love jars, but the one thing we might love more than a well-turned glass vessel is a beautifully presented shiny rock. If you're a witch who makes use of stones and crystals in your practice, or if you're simply in love with these little treasures from the earth, you'll want to check out Beckathist.com. Becathist has been a supplier of quality stones, crystals, and handmade jewelry since 2013. She's got a brick and mortar shop in Big Bear, California, and everything in it is gorgeous. I have a number of pieces from Becathist's shop myself, and I absolutely love them. One of her palm stones, made of black moonstone, sits on my altar, and I wore one of her wire-wrapped pendants, a truly gorgeous malachite, as a bridal piece at my wedding. I can't recommend these wares highly enough. They're all absolutely beautiful, and they make perfect gifts for anyone in your life who loves crystals. Or, you know, for yourself. You've been working hard. You deserve something nice, too. Why not make it something special? Check out Beckathist.com. That's B-E-K-K-A-T-H-Y-S-T.com, And make sure you follow the shop on social media under the same name. Bring home a shiny new friend today. Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at Hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at at Garin on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hex.